My Lord, my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. We thank you, Lord, for your presence here among us. We thank you for your love that has brought you to lower yourself, to take the form of bread, so that you could remain with us on this earth in every place where there are people of faith, in every place where there's an ordained priest who can celebrate the Mass, you wanted to be present, to be close to us, to never leave us alone, to be our strength on the path to heaven. And right now we come for these minutes, hour or so, hour and a half of prayer. And it's not important what I say here and now. You don't have to listen to me, but you do have to listen to him. What he might tell you in the quiet of your heart this evening, what he might want to say to you, what you might want to say to him in your very personal prayer with the one who made you, the one who loves you, the one who died for you, and the one who can't wait until you get to heaven. This whole life on earth is about you getting to heaven. Don't let him down. It will be sad. I want to talk about, above all, the parable, the talents, where Jesus will talk with that parable to us, and he, in it he urges us to take our life seriously, our ordinary daily life that seems, can seem unimportant and repetitive. He tells us, do what you ought and put yourself into what you're doing. If we throw ourselves into those daily obligations, they become something great if done for love of God. If we meet him in those daily repetitive things, they become great and become our path to heaven. And we will hear, hopefully, our great desire, those words of Jesus at the end of our life, well done, good and faithful servant, since you were faithful in little things, I will set you over much. Jesus is speaking very seriously, slowly, choosing his words carefully. His audience is a bit on edge, even on the edge, edge of their seats because he's talking about death and judgment. And this parable is at the end of St. Matthew, just before the Passion. 
He's talking very seriously about life and death and the meaning of our life on earth. And that we have to give an accounting for what, how we have used this life that he's given to us. He just talked of the ten virgins and the five who are not focused, the five who are not prepared, did not enter into the wedding feast. Not because they were bad, just foolish, stupid, frivolous, focused on the wrong things as they went through life. Jesus, help me. Each one of us can make this petition if you want right now. Help me to focus on the important things in life. Faith, my relationship with God, family, work, loving others. Do I make them priorities? Help me, Lord, to focus on the right things, the important things. So Jesus goes on to present the parable of the talents. A talent, as you know, is a rather large weight of a precious metal. So a talent is like a weight of silver or gold. And it's a rather large weight, so it's worth a lot of money, a talent. But it just so happens, it's a nice coincidence in English that talent also means our talents, our abilities. And so in a certain sense, it works well with the parable, you know, that I'm given so many talents by God to use. We can think of the talents that God has given to us in terms of our abilities. And, or we can think about money that he entrusts to us, as the parable itself talks about, being entrusted with money and to trade with that money. It will be as when a man who was going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Immediately the one who received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off, dug a hole, buried his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back to settle accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing an additional five. He said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I've made five more. His master said to him, well done, Good and faithful servant, since you are faithful in small matters, I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received two talents came forward and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I've made two more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Since you are faithful in little things, I will set you over great. Come share your master's joy. 
Then the one who had received the one talent came forward and said, Master, I knew you were demanding harvesting where you did not plant, gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. And his master said to him in reply, you wicked and lazy servants. You knew that I harvest where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter. Should you not have put my money in the bank so that I could have it back with interest on my return? Now then, take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. So we can ask our Lord, what's the meaning of this parable? For me, each one of us, to think about it. Jesus is trying to tell us that life is a gift. Life is receiving a gift. A certain amount of talents from God. We're entrusted, it's been, it's been entrusted to us by God. And it's something of great value. And time is short. The time we have is limited. It's not infinite. As a matter of fact, it's relatively short, the time we will have here with this life, to use this life. And it's something that can be used well or abused. Am I doing the best thing with my life? Each one of us can ask because I will render an account for how I've used it. And Jesus is saying, don't think your life here has no meaning. The choices you make will have an impact on people maybe for centuries. Even the things you should have done but did not do, the good you left undone in your life, not to mention the harm we do with our mistakes. That's what they say the, at the general judgment at the end of time, we will be able to see the good that has resulted from all our actions down through history, or even the evil, the bad that came from those bad actions. And we have to take our life and our actions seriously, our Lord is saying. We will have to render an account for this great gift of life we've been given that really is important. And it is, of course, our path to eternal life with God or without Him. How do we make the most of it? That's what we have to ask our Lord. How do I make the most of it? How do I trade until I come as God says, okay, I'm giving you this trade until I come. Use it until I come. Make it bear fruit. Focus on each day. Do what you ought and put yourself into what you're doing. The small things, the duty of each moment, focus on that. Do it for love of God and it becomes something great. If it's done for love, no matter what it is, it becomes something great. Lord, help me not to live in the clouds, in the imagination, 
in a world of resentments, of if I only could, if I, I could have or would have, in a world of comparing to others or envy, living in the past, dwelling on past mistakes, or living in the future, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, instead of being in the moment, embracing that duty of each moment, the person in front of me, the task in front of me. Living in some kind of false world of a video game entertainment. Free me, Lord, from those thoughts, the imagination that can run wild and torture me. I could be, I should be. Now focus on each day. Focus on what's in front of you, who's in front of you. That duty of each moment, that task, that work, that person, that time, this time of prayer. Be present in the moment and not living in the past, not living in the imagination, not living in the future. It takes grace, takes an effort. Focus on each day. Don't worry about the future. Don't worry about the past. If you want to make the most of your life, squeeze all the grace out of each day. And if we have a bad day, we begin again. If we have a bad day, we pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, ask God's forgiveness, and go ahead joyfully again with repentance. But the important thing is don't focus on the wrong things. Don't focus on the frivolous things. Don't spend all your time in that quadrant that Stephen Covey talks about the unimportant and not urgent, where people can spend a lot of time focus on the important and the not urgent, the important things of each day. In the parable, the master goes on a long journey. Beforehand, he gives the possessions to his servants, but not equally but according to one's ability. And our Lord is saying, we all receive different gifts from God. In a certain sense, it's really true. You know, God is not fair. God is generous. He's not fair. You know, all that we have is a gift from him. Everything we have, even our very life, is a gift from God. And so that's generosity. But he doesn't give the same gifts to everyone. He's not a communist trying to make a society of perfect equals. Matter of fact, it'd be boring if everyone in the world was the same, you know. I used to think, um, you know, if there weren't people that did different interests, different likes, we wouldn't have a lot of things done. Who would deliver the mail if you didn't have a guys who enjoy, and that really suits them, delivering mail, you know. We wouldn't have doctors if there weren't people enjoyed, you know, getting their hands in the blood and everything. Yeah, some of us can't do that, but all these abilities make the world work. We have butchers, which you need. We need cops and firemen. We need lawyers and doctors. We need everybody with all their different talents to make this world work. So God's not fair, but he's generous. And he gives to everyone different gifts. The important thing 
is that we use well the gifts that God has given to me. Trade till I come. We're entrusted with something, a gift, a lifetime. What will you make of it? And you can, each one of us can ask, what am I making of this life that God has given to me? He says to each one of us, trade till I come, until I come back, till I come to meet you at your death. Do your best with what I've given you. He takes your life seriously. Don't just bury your talent. He expects us to do something with it. He expects us to make it bear fruit, even if, no matter what it is. He's given you certain things in your life. Make it bear fruit. The fellow who received the one talent didn't do anything with it. He didn't lose it. He returned it to his master, but he was punished. You wicked and lazy servant. I was afraid, so I buried it. Afraid. How much fear there is in the world today. I may fail. I don't know what to do. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to make waves. I just want a comfortable life. Fear is debilitating. Fear of being alone, fear of being abandoned, fear of failure. That pessimism can hold us back. How can I overcome this fear that may hold me back, may freeze me from doing more good? And the ultimate question, answer is trust in me, Jesus says. I'm here. Trust in me. Rely on me. Ask my help. Come to me. You're not alone. If we're alone, we can be paralyzed by fear. Rely on him. Rely on the angels, your guardian angel. Rely on the saints, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the other saints. Rely on the Holy Spirit within me. You're not alone in this task, in this mission. We may think, well, what I have to do each day is pretty basic and pretty worthless. It's so little, it's so unimportant. And always the same stuff. I'm wasting my time with these kids, with this spouse, with this job. I could have been, I could have been a contender. I could have been a star. That's the voice of the devil. No, focus on the daily. Focus on what God has given you. Make it work. Everything done for the love of God becomes great. Don't get lost in distractions. We are in a distraction culture. You can spend your life now with super, superficial entertainment. We have it at our fingertips. You all know it. The endless YouTubes, the endless entertainment. We can get lost. 
Focus on putting your love into the small duties of each day. They become solid gold that we offer to God. They become talents of solid gold. And we buy our way into heaven and return to our Lord. They become solid gold. Do all the good you can each day. That will change the world. And God will do the rest. Lord, let's ask him now each one. May I avoid the danger of escapism, distraction, wasting time in superficial things. Where do I waste time? That cuts into the possibility of praying, the possibility of reaching out in friendship to others and serving your, your in-laws, your father, reaching out to your brother or someone else. Being a better worker. The danger today is wasting time in superficial things and not growing in the important things, the things that count. He has a plan for you. Embrace it. It may not be easy. It may not be what you prefer. Don't look at others. Embrace your task. That's what our Lord is saying. I've given you a unique situation. And only you can fulfill it. And I'm counting on you. Throw yourself into it and become something beautiful. I want you to do something. Don't think. I want to do something more significant. No, that's pride. Embrace your task with love of God, and he will make it bear the fruit that he wants, that he plans to use. But you've got to do your part. St. Jose Maria used to have the motto, Posimus, we can. The two disciples said to Jesus, when he said, well, can you drink the chalice I've given, I'm going to drink? They said, we can. They were daring. They trusted in you. They didn't trust themselves. You can fulfill your mission that God wants for you if you rely on him, his strength. Lord, give me the strength to do it. Give me the strength to get up when I fall, to go to confession, begin again. Be not afraid. Jesus says over and over again in the Gospels, be not afraid. Make your life an adventure. Don't be afraid to take some risks. Leave selfishness behind. Keep challenging yourself to love others, to care for the kids. You're tired, but okay. Ask help, ask strength from God, and go forward. Do what God calls you to do. It's worthwhile. And we will hear at the end of our life, hopefully, well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you are faithful in small matters, I will put you over much. Come share your master's joy. In our lives, it's so important to make the important things work. Keep your eye on the ball. Don't mess up the deep things of life. You know, there are important things and there are less important things. There are pleasures that we can have, superficial pleasures, but there are deep pleasures, joys and fundamental joys. And the key is to focus on the important ones. 
your marriage. Make it work. Your spiritual life. Make it work. Your intellectual, spiritual, professional development as a worker, as a Christian, as a friend, don't let it stagnate. My kids, your kids, make it work. Take care of them. Throw yourself into them. That's important. Make those things, the key things, work in your life. Don't waste time with what does not really matter. Instagram, curiosity, useless bickering and fights that we can't do anything about anyway. Talking, getting all worked up about things you, can, you can't impact at all. In the meantime, we're not making our marriage work. We're not making our kids work. We're not making our job work. We're not making our spiritual life work. Those are the big things we have to make work. Don't fret over the superficial things that are, that are meaningless. Your kids, make it work. Be there for them. It's tough to juggle. Make it work. It's worth it. You will never regret it, every effort you made. You'll regret if you didn't make. You'll regret the effort you didn't make. Don't spend time in the unimportant and non-urgent tasks. Don't waste your time that God gave you. It's precious. Time is a treasure. It's a homily of St. Jose Maria by that, by, that, by that title. Time is a treasure. Focus on the important things. The main task is to love. It's not about making money, piling up degrees. It's not about houses and cars. It's how much you love. Again, somebody said recently, what's your net worth at your death? Is it, you know, $5,000, $5 million, $2 million, $500,000? No, it's zero. I mean, that's all gone when you die. Your net worth is how much you loved. That's your net worth before God. All the other stuff is gone. Your net worth is how much I love in those little things that aren't big things. There's no one in this room who can't love. There's none of us who can't love. Will you serve the people God has placed next to you in your life? Will you see Christ in them? And Jesus will come, and let's hope to tell him, Lord, you gave me this wife. You gave me these kids. You gave me these family members, this father I took care of, this mother I took care of, this aunt or uncle, this sibling who is needy in some way, and I took care of them. You gave me these, this job. I, I tried my best to serve, to serve them, to love them. I tried to give them my best, all that I had. I'm sorry for my failures. I'm sorry for when I got lost. I did not focus on the important things. And God can say, well done, good and faithful servant. Since you are faithful little things, I will set you over much. 
We can turn to your mother, Jesus, to end as we always do. Mary took her life seriously. Simple homemaker, small town, small horizons, but infinite distance she traveled. Mary did not focus on the wrong things. Mary's life was exceptionally fruitful and important. God used her, and he will use you in the same way. We don't know how, but if we do our best, he will use us beyond ways we can imagine. Mary was faithful in the little, the daily, and she's the greatest saint. Let's follow her on the adventure of meeting God in the challenges of each day. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.